Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Welcome, everybody, to Collider Body Slam Raw Recap. Uh, this is going to be an interesting episode, so <laughs> let's just get to it with introductions. I- I'm your host, John Roca, with the man from Pro Wrestling Sheet, Ryan Satin. Ryan, okay, what's your... Uh, <laughs> there's so much to talk about, but then, again, there's a lot of Roman Reigns to talk about, basically. I'm surprised he's not here as our guest host, <laughs> as guest star, because he was on every other segment on this damn show. Uh, you back, <laughs> yeah, right, Roman, back you there? Back there? <laughs> Ryan, overall thoughts, and then let's get into it. Uh, I think one of the main themes that I am going to have here while discussing this show with you is yeah. not only Roman Reigns, uh, a, too much Roman Reigns. Right. Uh, and I'm not a Roman Reigns hater, uh, but too much Roman Reigns, and a lot of copy and paste, it felt like, from last week, from stuff we've been yeah. seeing too often. 
Uh, so I was not a big fan of this episode of Raw. I tried. I even rewatched parts of it thinking, well, maybe I was like, tired from work and I just didn't like it. Sure. No, nah, I just still wasn't into the episode. Yeah, it wasn't my jam either, I have to say. It felt like a C, maybe a C minus yeah. type of episode. It, the only saving grace to me overall was Paul Heyman's interview, which we'll get to in a little bit. But Jesus, now that's some acting. Oh, the, there was a highlight and that was clearly yeah. it. I mean, there was a few... Uh, good moments of the show. I didn't sure. hate every single part of the show. There was even things involving Roman Reigns yeah. that I liked that we'll discuss. Uh, right. But yes, absolutely. I mean, that was, to me, the highlight of the show. And, and I will say, you know, last week, I was such a big fan of the show. I was, yeah. I was, I was yeah. really into last week's Raw. So maybe it was because I was on such a high from last mm-hmm. week's Raw and we were heading towards SummerSlam and I felt like we were on a positive wave of momentum with the whole Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah. And, and I will say the the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns uh continuation of that storyline didn't bother me as much as there was even though there was too much roman reigns yeah, on the yeah, show yeah. i still feel like they did a good job building towards SummerSlam. uh but yeah i just it, it wasn't as good as last week yeah we're all living in the reigns verse is basically what we're the it, roman verse whatever you want to call it but it's it's we'll, we'll start out so anyway it starts at kurt angle and the roman Baron, empire the roman that, empire that's, that's right that's what we're living like, in <laughs> I don't buy the. I don't want to buy that shirt. <laughs> All right, Kurt Angle and Baron Corman they react to Brock's uh, rampage last week. Roman interrupts and says, "You know, hey, this is what you get when you kick the big dog out of the yard, whatever the hell that means." Uh, and then uh, they he gets booked against Corbin because him and Corbin are having some heat and they're back and forth here. And I thought actually this is Corbin's best match that he's wrestled yet as the constable, in my opinion. What did you think, Ryan? No, you know, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. yes talk to me I, man. it was it's not that I disliked Corbin yes I right. agree with you it, it was it was good it was for what Corbin for what it, was it, good, was. it was good match for what it was yeah um I personally I think I've enjoyed some of his matches with uh, Finn Balor a little more okay uh, but you know I just don't think the way to kick off a, a hot episode of Raw is a over twenty minute match with Baron Corbin yeah. and Roman Reigns with a, a lot match. of rest holds. A, just a kind of slow pace. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, you know, they, they didn't even, you know, even the opening wasn't that exciting. Like when he came yeah. out and he talked, you know, it made sense. Right. You know, except for the, the yard thing. I'm, I'm with yeah. okay, that I line can't. was so cheesy. It was, we we kicked the big dog out of the yard. Like, okay, we get it. You're a dog in the yard. We Look, get it. You don't have to say you're a badass if you're actually a badass. That's, that's the thing that confuses me sometimes with these promos, man. I'm just like, if you can kick ass... Most people can kick ass. Don't tell you they can kick ass. They just do it. Yeah, when I first started writing news online, I remember one of my bosses told me that I didn't necessarily have to say everything in the article for the reader. Like, I didn't have to tell the reader what they're going to think. Instead, it'd be better to present the information, and the reader can digest that and and form an opinion. Um, And I feel like Roman doesn't understand that. Roman needs to continually tell you that he's the big dog. And I get it. It's what Vince wants to sell shirts to to help, you know, make – uh, you know, Roman a brand, you yeah. know, but, but, but at the same time, yeah, I, I don't need to hear it all the time. And I just, I just, <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> I don't think anyone is, you know, raving about the, 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 the in-ring prowess of either wrestler, you right, know, right, no one, sure. wa- I just don't think either wants to watch a 20 minute match. I agree of with those you. guys completely. I agree with you completely. Uh, uh, but I thought constable did a better job in this match as a wrestler 
trying to make the story work within yes. the within the match. Absolutely. And, I, and Roman, I mean, I don't think they have the chemistry that Roman has had with other people. Mm-hmm. And so when it ended, it was mercifully over. But there were some spots that I really enjoyed. And the way it ended, it was a clean win for Roman. Yep. So, um, and, and, you know, Graves was saying if Corbin could pull this off when he didn't expect to wrestle, it would be great for his career. So it's still this idea that he's the constable. But he's still not necessarily a high-level wrestler. And, yes. and that's the way they kind of are perceiving him in the situation. I even like how Baron uh, explained why he backed off of Brock, where he was like, well, I already wrestled earlier in the night. Right. Like, like, it wasn't that he was scared of Brock or anything <laughs> like that. It was like, oh, I already wrestled earlier in the night. Like, I didn't right. need to do that type of thing. Um, but, yes, I, I completely agree with you in, in, in that sense that it, 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 it was good in that, in, in that sense. Yeah. I just – I, it was so hard for me to get through it. I don't disagree. With yeah, you. I, I tried. Dis- I get it. I tried watching it twice. Really? I just I was like sitting there, just like I, I was trying to put my phone down for a second. I like, put it to the side. Yeah. Like maybe I'll watch it. And it was just like, all right, no, I'm not feeling it. I feel I respect that, man. <laughs> I just felt this was the first time I felt that I could actually see Corbin in a main event. Wrestling. Would you want to see that though? I do. I wouldn't necessarily, <laughs> but this is the first time where I've actually seen the Lobo thing work for me. In his abilities, and I'm like, okay, I can see it. You know, mm-hmm. I can see it. What do you think about them? Because I, I, I've yeah. left it out of the notes by accident. But uh, yeah. what did you think about them right here having Finn? You know, having Finn get involved. Yeah, afterwards? I liked. I liked Finn coming down at kind of messing with Corbin a little bit because it keeps that rivalry going. And he did his thing. And Corey did a great job on the mic saying like, oh, you're beating a wrestler who just finished a match. What a tough guy you are. I love that. And this is interesting. Throughout the night, him and Cole took turns being heels. So this is an interesting way this is all going. Yeah. You know, Corey is usually the Bobby Heenan of the, Heenan of the team, but in the Lashley segment, it was Cole who was kind of defending Elias, which we'll get to. So that was an interesting twist for me. But yeah, they oh, do they do switch back and forth sometimes yeah. in that regard lately. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. It's a fascinating change. But do, I like Balor coming down. I, I don't think I mentioned this because I think it happened right here as well yeah. because I was uh, a little zoned out on this part, as you've noticed. Yeah. But... Uh, is this where they also announced that Finn and, and Corbin's official? I think yeah, it is. I they, think so, Official yeah. for SummerSlam now. Right. Um, you know, I do think after watching this week that they might they, – they're going to have to go with the demon thing. Probably. To make this interesting still. Corbin, though, man. I know. No, I, look, I'm not happy about it. Yeah. I just wonder, like, how are they going to make this – Interesting for a few more weeks. Like, how, how many more weeks do we have with SummerSlam? Like, two. Like, I think two. Only three? two more weeks? Yeah, I think. I, I, I guess you could stretch it out for two yeah, more uh, weeks. He could, I mean, they could have a little back and forth promo next week. But this kind of just. And then a tag team match. This just kind of lends to what I was saying at the top that I, I, that I and I know this is going to be a running theme throughout this whole, throughout this whole yeah, recap yeah, yeah. for me is the copy and paste factor. Yeah. Like, this really didn't feel like anything different than what we've seen between Baron Corbin and Finn Balor for yeah. like the past. Two months, it feels like it really like yeah. they've been doing this kind of like over and over again, the back and forth. One gets the upper hand on the other, the other gets the upper hand yeah. on the other. There's no real story reason for them to dislike each other except for that Baron Corbin is the boss. Right. And says he's a little guy. He's a little guy, which is the old stuff that people accuse Vince of. That Vince doesn't like little guys. <laughs> yeah. He only likes big dudes, blah, blah, blah. Therefore, the constant. Well, that, I mean, there. the thing, I mean, I know for a fact <laughs> which that is Vince. True? Is definitely not super into Finn for that reason. Yeah. I mean, the size thing and the the microphone skills. Thing. Yeah. I don't think he thinks that there's a lot in either. You know, yeah, and yeah. and I mean, it's not like he's necessarily wrong, but I do think there's still star power in Finn Balor. Oh, I mean, he doesn't need to be ten feet tall to yeah. be to be a star. I mean, look at Shawn Michaels. Right. You know, I mean, uh, well, 
I know. <laughs> sorry. I know the story. I know. Sorry. I forgot. I forget. I, I forget that you're not a Shawn Michaels guy. Sorry. The boyhood dream. Get out of here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll move on. Angle tells Rollins to find a partner tonight because Rollins is – he wants to fight McIntyre and Ziggler again after that match last week. Then we get the match of the century, Mojo Raleigh <laughs> versus Bobby Roode, which I – listen – the re- I realize why I don't like Mojo. And, and respect to Mojo. Mojo's from my area, Alexandria, Virginia. He's from, that's where I grew up around that Northern Virginia area. So I respect that. He's a former lineman. He, he didn't really make a big splash in the NFL, but he did go to the University of Maryland. Respect. I think it's these guys that are NFL guys that come to wrestle. There's just that extra fluidity to their movements that 100% don't always work for me. Brock made it work because Brock just was an, another type. He was actually a professional wrestler. I don't know Mojo's uh, experience beyond football. Mm. So to me, like, what, what was his name? Steve, uh, the guy that was with the Horseman for a while. The, oh, Steve Mongo McMichael? Yeah, McMichael. Like, McMichael was okay, but he wasn't oh, he was big. He was awful. Right, exactly. And that's <laughs> what I mean. I think these football guys just don't have the fluidity I'm looking for. Mojo's a big dude, mm-hmm. but Bobby took care of business, and I like Bobby. It's just whenever I see Bobby wrestle, I go, my God, can we just put him in something that makes sense? Looking at him, looking in the mirror, I'm like, this is the heel. This is the Bobby I want back. Give me the heel Bobby. But that, honestly, that right there confused the hell out of me. Right. Which way are we going with him? What are we supposed to be getting from the Bobby Roode character? And this is what, and I know we talked about this last week, but just in general, like this is the copy and paste thing I was talking about, or just. It's just a disconnect uh, with Bobby Roode. Like, yeah. I would like to. I would. I like to hate Bobby Roode. Right. Sure. I, I enjoy hating Bobby Roode. Yes. But I don't enjoy cheering Bobby Roode. Yeah. And so I'm confused when you have him staring at himself in the mirror, full bad guy status. I mean, what good guy stares themselves in the mirror yeah. and, and and marvels at their looks? You know. I mean, yeah. I get it. You know, he's he's a good looking dude or whatever, but like no no good guy does that. You know, that's not a good guy character trait, staring yeah. at themselves in the mirror. And I just I was so I didn't know it was just such a tiny little piece <laughs> of like a one second thing you saw, yeah. but I but I was like when I saw it, I was like, What is this? You know, and back to your point about Mojo. Yeah. You know, I it's weird because I don't dislike Mojo okay. as much as most people as we, as we covered last week. I like his entrance. Go. Yes. His entrance is <laughs> okay, good. I take the entrance. Okay, but I saw a question posed on, on Twitter that I found interesting because I'm aware that similar to Carmelo, there's a lot of people who don't like Mojo as much as I do. Okay. Um, and a friend of mine, Nick from WrestleZone, he tweeted asking, you know, what could be done, What in your eyes, yeah. to anyone, what could be done to make Mojo Raleigh more interesting again? And or, or just ever, yeah. not, I guess not, and again, because not everyone ever found him interesting. But what do you think could be done to make Mojo Raleigh an interesting character? Drop him down to NXT. Like, really? I just think Set that's where, I just think that's where he belongs. Like, I just think there are certain, like, Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome was great in ECW, couldn't make the jump, in my opinion, to, like, uh, to WWE, to the main run. His style just doesn't work for a bigger arena. I think some guys are built to work in small, and women too. Some uh, wrestlers, are male or female, are built to work in smaller environments. They just get over with the crowd more. It feels more daunting. They seem more overwhelming, bigger, uh, more skilled. And I think that's what it is with Mojo. There are guys who come up all the time who just end up being these mid-carters in the long run. Rarely do you get what we get with uh, 
the Maharaja where they make that jump into the possibility mm-hmm. of becoming a champion and, and being in that conversation. And I think Mojo is one of those guys that eventually will get lost in the grind of it all and he'll become a jobber. And look, at when he was walking through those Friday or those main event guys, those are all guys that thought they could come up and do something. And even Ryder had a belt for a while and had internet personality or internet uh, fame. Won the IC belt at Mania. Yeah, he won the IC belt. That's what I'm saying. So like there was there were pushes for these guys, but they just don't – eventually the crowds just don't uh, uh, come around on them. Mojo, I think the jury is out because there's a lot of there are enough people that are vocal on your side who like what he does. I just don't 100 percent think he'll fully get over with the fans all the way unless they do something completely drastic with his gimmick. But what's what's the next step? Be part of the Ascension or be part of the 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 the, the Bash Brothers or whatever they're called? Like, is that the next step? Because he's a big dude. Big dudes, I think, without I don't know, man, without the right gimmick, big dudes get lost. I, I mean, I'm completely with you I, in the in the gimmick department. I really do think that he, he get he's been lost in the shuffle because of his gimmick. Just those tights, man. I don't like those tights either. Those football <laughs> tights. Those football tights drive me nuts. <laughs> yeah, I, but I'm with you. I do think if in order to get him to a place where the WWE crowd would be more accepting of him. I agree with you that a full gimmick change is needed. You know, I think that they've tried a little bit where they gave him the serious edge and they got rid of the hype stuff. Um, And the hype stuff was fun. I think people like that in NXT and stuff. But I agree that if they they send him back down to NXT and let him, you know, be a little more serious, you know, uh, wrestle some of the guys that are putting on the longer matches in NXT to give him that experience again... I don't think it would hurt him. You know, yeah. there's people like a Tyson Kidd where, you know, Tyson Kidd used to go back to NXT, you know, went back to NXT and right. completely revitalized his career. Right. Now, granted, I know, don't before you guys all get in the comments, like, oh, Tyson Kidd is a lot better than Mojo Raleigh. I know. Sure. But, oh, you, you're not... <laughs> mid carters are mid carters. Oh, then, then we're just arguing. Right. Then we're just arguing skill levels within the mid card. Right, but you're enough. still a mid card. All right, fair enough. I think Ty- Tyson was always a mid carter, in my opinion. He was never a, a main main event star. No, in never, my opinion, never made it. Obviously, never made it. Nothing event against star. Natty or Tyson. But but I do think that his revival in NXT and, was and great in NXT. return to the main roster with mm-hmm. Cesaro as a tag team, good things were on the horizon for him. I do okay. think he would have. Gotten much more over the crowd than he had gotten in a long, you know, than his entire tenure there. You don't think he would have gone the Cody Rhodes route, Cody Rhodes route, and gotten lost with them uh, with them trying to mess with his gimmick over and over again? I think that the cat thing was kind of getting over. The cat thing was getting over. I mean, even Natty kind of took it after you know Tyson couldn't use it anymore. Right? You know, the cat thing and the headphones were kind of getting over. Yeah. I mean, they wanted. To do something with Cesaro, they sure. need to do something with Cesaro, sure. and it was filling that void. They had great chemistry together. They had a cool, you know, finish tag finisher. You know, obviously they like Cesaro being in tag teams. They yeah. think that he helps kind of like Ying to other people's Yang, and right. I think that you know that unit was impressive. It's possible they might have gotten lost in the mid card, but you know, at the same time, tag teams never really get a main event push. Yeah, you know, true. so I do think that they as a unit would have stayed together for a while and seen success. Okay, before we move on, I know I spent a lot of time on Mojo. Lars Sullivan and Mojo Raleigh, tell me the difference. Well, Lars Sullivan's a lot bigger. And stronger. Stronger. And he doesn't wear the football tights. <laughs> he doesn't wear the And he fights tights. for the belt. And he fights for the belt. Also, Lars Sullivan was a long, lifelong wrestling fan. That's, I just, I like Lars more than Mojo. I don't think Lars can make the jump. I don't you think don't it, think Lars can make oh, the no, jump? Oh, no, I think he'll get lost. I think really? He, I think big guys who don't have the right gimmick when they get to the main roster get lost. It happens. You don't Strowman think- is the rarity. Strowman is the exception to the rule, not the rule. What if, okay, 
What if he got a Brock Lesnar like push on the main roster? I don't think he's it, big. Yeah, but I don't think he has that personality that Lesnar does. Like the Ferrat, and Lesnar has the resume to back up that personality. Yeah. Look, Frost. Look, Lars's match with Alistair Black was fantastic. Yeah, that surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a bunch of stiff moves, and then eventually Alistair would get him with skill. But it was actually a really good match. And if you can bring that ferocity, and you don't make him job easily, then maybe that's possible. I think that's the mistake that sometimes happens: is people come up. And these other people who've been there longer refuse to job to help these guys or these ladies get over, and then eventually they get lost. Well, I wouldn't say it's refuse to job. To be honest with you, it's, oh. it's or maybe it's creative tone. It's creative to factor okay. where they go like they're not over yet, so they right. can't lose this. It's a, a you know unfair to have this guy who's been on the main roster for, for four years lose right. this guy who's been there for a minute. But at the same time, you know it's things got to happen to get people over. And I agree with you. Like you put people a, over. as much as WWE wants you to believe that wins and losses don't matter. Wins and losses fucking matter. Of course. Like, wins and losses are very important. Now, there are some people who are immune to it. We've discussed last week, like, the yeah, Alicia yeah. Foxes and the, right. the Chris Jerichos, which we'll talk about. Ziggler, Alicia. too. Ziggler, Ziggler could lose a hundred times. People wouldn't care. Completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, but when you're building someone new, when you're when you're trying to get them acclimated to a new audience, yeah. you know, you can't have them lose right away a bunch of times. Right. I mean, even we've seen, you know, People getting the monster push, like a Ryback, where yeah. Ryback oh, was yeah, just Ryback. getting monster push, right. beating everybody, beating two jobbers, you know, beating everyone. He lost once to CM Punk, yeah. and it f- derailed everything. Yeah. Look at him now. He's he's doing fat blocker commercials in his backyard. <laughs> yes, you know I mean? Sure. Like, it can really derail a career. And, I, and, and, you know, these are people that they need these wins. Yeah. And I think – I honestly believe that Mojo Raleigh – Fits in that category 100% that Mojo Raleigh was sidelined with, with Zack Ryder initially. Right. You know, and then, you know, he, because I honestly believe the hype thing was getting over NXT, but then they never even really gave it a chance in the main roster. They just, he was just put, you know, with Zack Ryder. Okay. Um, then after that, when they finally broke up, like after forever, when they finally, finally broke up, yeah. you know, they started to give him a new character, but then it didn't really go full with it. And they've been confused and not sure what to do since. You know, they gave him the Andre, not sure what to yeah. do with it since. But, yeah. but it's just been, I don't know. I just, it's been like such a series of stop and starts that I think the people reject it at this point because they're like, no, you yeah. you can't just start and stop every few months and tell us, like, now we're supposed to care about this guy. Now we don't. Now we right. do. Now we don't. Like, right. we're going to care about certain people, and you got to keep it going through. Like Elias. Yeah. They've, they've never mm-hmm. deviated from wanting you to care about Elias. Yeah. That's and that's why Elias is so over because they stuck to it. Exactly. And that's a great segue because Elias is the next match up here with all the stuff he's doing with the promo crew, with the documentary crew. And this is where Cole all of a sudden became a, a, a heel for or, or a mark for Elias when Bobby Lashley came out and interrupted him when uh, Elias was up there. I thought it was a very funny gimmick they were doing with the camera crew. I, th- I, think, they, I think they took a, a little too far having him in the ring roam around and stuff. Me too. Like, they were just overplaying it a little bit. It's funnier when he... When he doesn't have to direct them and they're just doing their thing and then he occasionally gets mad at them for doing the wrong thing, that's more interesting to me. And so Lashley came out at the right time, I thought, to, to kind of interrupt this thing and start this whole thing. So this is – and then he got fooled again with a clipboard and he got hit and all this. But then he fought back. So I don't know where we're going with this feud because both these guys are in a place of like who's really – this is interesting. Who's really going to get over here true. and move into the next uh, level of uh, being pushed to the they're title? They're both like on the same tier right yeah. now trying to go against to see who's going to get that next level. Right, because yeah. Lashley was this close and obviously lost to Reigns. Uh, but Elias has had mixed uh, results from his, but his, from his matches. But he's one of those guys you're talking about. 
Elias could lose 70 times. People would still love him. He's so over. I was so literally just going to ask you. So you think he's already gotten into oh. that category? He can lose, won't matter at all? If it says WWE walk with Elias, that mother effer is over. <laughs> you know, if the WWE is letting you use their, uh, their letters, you're over. Like, yeah. Right? No yeah. One, oh, yeah. No one gets to do that who isn't over. Yeah. Right? KO is raw. Jericho is raw. Like, no one gets to do that who isn't over. And I think they see that with Elias. And it, that's, a, it's, and this is an interesting thing. It's good to have that tool in the toolbox. Oh, yeah. When you're creative. You're like, we can put Elias out there. He can put someone over with a really good match. And then eventually he's going to get his push. I think Elias is going to go the Becky Lynch route. He'll take some losses, and then eventually he's just going to go on this run. And, pe- and he's going to turn face. And oh, yeah. he'll start singing the songs, and people are going to love it. And he'll go towards the title. He will, I don't doubt that he will have the strap one day. I just don't doubt. How, unless, how long? Unless injury, mm, six months to a year. Wow. I do. I think That's so. That's a bold prediction. Six months to a year. I really do. Before Elias wins the world title. Yeah. You heard it here first. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, you know, what do you think about this with Lashley interrupting everything? Uh, I'm with you. You know, I thought that uh, I, I liked the idea of it. Yeah. But I did think it went a little too much with it. You know, mm-hmm. even WWE.com afterwards, they posted... The footage from the documentary oh, crew circling around him, we're like, okay, we get it. He had a documentary crew, um, and you know, uh, I, the copy and paste thing here. The, it was very similar to last week, yeah, where yeah. you know Lashley came out. They had a back and forth on the mic. Granted, they didn't sing "Rock and Robin" this time, right, but they right. had a little quick back and forth on the mic. Uh, and then Elias, you know, tricked him and hit him. I did like that Lashley was a little smarter this yeah. time and came back with it, and then directed the camera crew to film him doing the suplex. But at the same, at the end of the day, they filmed him doing a suplex. Yeah. The suplex is the worst finishing move in WWE <laughs> right now. I don't think we spoke, we've touched on this yet. No, please, Ryan. You cannot have a vertical suplex be your finishing move. I mean, come on, Lashley. At least do a jackhammer. At least oh, yeah. do something. Make it look like a brain buster. Sure. I don't know, man. Sure. But, like, come on. Yeah. A vertical suplex? Like, I if know. I were that camera guy, I would have been like, no, we're not filming your boring suplex. Do something cooler. <laughs> Spear him. But then again, a leg drop. <laughs> An elbow. You know, we've had... But those are from the 80s. <laughs> well, no, the elbow's the rock. That's uh, from yeah, the 90s. Okay, yeah, but... And this thing... You're going to compare thing, the people's elbow to a vertical suplex from Lashley? At least you're up in the air, for, like 10, 6 feet up, 7 feet up in the air. With the elbow, it's literally a 3-foot drop. I like to think that, like, <laughs> in the rock's elbow right here, it's just, like, filled with electricity. Yeah. So that's why it hurts so bad when he hits you. You know, like, it's electricity hitting you <laughs> in the chest. It's all the rock's electricity coming down. That's why everyone reacts so much. I yeah. actually buy it. Lashley has no electricity in his vertical suplex. Who is, the, who is the best finisher? Is it the stunner or the pedigree? Of all time? Of all time. Would you say stunner. it's neither one of those two? Stunner. Stunner is the best stunner. one. Right? Oh, yeah. It has. I mean, when it's delivered correctly. I can't think of something that gets me more excited than the sound of Stone Cold's music hitting. <sighs> Him coming to the ring looking real pissed off, yes. knowing that he's about to stun someone. I just it's a it's it's one of my favorite things. When it's delivered correctly, it's fantastic. Yeah. And the pedigree is great though, but the stunner is just because it feels like you're just actually getting your head like knocked off your body. See, I feel like you're like me, and I, this is one of those things that I always struggle with. Yeah. Do you say that you got hit with a stunner? Like let's say let's say Stone Cold okay. did the stunner on you. Oh god, if only. Did you would you say I got hit with a stunner? Uh-huh. Or I was stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. I got hit with a stunner. Right? Yeah. No I, one should say they got stunned by Stone Cold That's what people Steve always Austin. say. I hear that a lot where people go like, oh, he got stunned. No, no it's no. It, 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 he got, I got hit with a stunner. If you hit me with a dart, then you stunned me. <laughs> Do you understand? If you hit me with like this, I got stunned. I also hate the leg drop, though. 
Yeah, you do hate the Hogan, yeah. the Hogan leg drop. Yeah, that's boring. Ah! Boom. Yeah, all right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> all right, Rollins' partner's uh, status is questioned. Dean Ambrose is ruled out due to injury. We don't know who's going to be the partner. And then Ryan's second favorite moment of the night, Tyler Breeze shows up to be Seth Rollins' partner, CrossFit Breezes. Uh, then, but Roman says he'll do it all. I love this back and forth. This was great. Dude, Tyler, man, this this could put me over with Tyler. Like, really? This was a great back and forth with him. and Ro- I would love him trying to be – People's partners, and then what Fandango finds out about it. It's a whole thing. And you could have Bree, Breeze, like the breakup of, uh, what is it, Fanbrizo? I don't know what they're uh, called. Brizango. Brizango. Yeah, the breakup of Brizango yeah. would, be, would be hilarious. Well, first, before we get to that, sure. yes, I also love that segment. Is it just me, or did it feel like they basically said Dean Ambrose is going to be at SummerSlam by saying that Dean Ambrose yeah. is unavailable because of injury? Right. Like, we haven't heard the name Dean Ambrose in months because right. he's been injured. Why bring it up here? Yeah. Like, it was so, like, I- I'm glad that it wasn't so in your face that he showed up tonight as yeah. the, or last night as the partner. Right. Because it was, it was just like, yeah, okay, thanks for reminding us about Dean Ambrose. It would have been better if you didn't remind us about Dean Ambrose. Right. 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 I agree. And, and I think that's, I think they're kind of playing into the fans' expectations there when they said that because they know fans have been clamoring for Dean and there have been, uh, you know, been rumors that he might show up at SummerSlam. So this idea that he's looking for a new partner, they wanted to cut it, they wanted to nip it in the bud, which made to me made a little bit of nonsense because why not just let the fans get excited about who's going to come out and then it's and then it's uh, rains, but then he stopped and can't do it. Like I would have like I know they, they they told him eventually and later on that he couldn't come out because he'd already wrestled. I would have loved it if they ran out and stopped him on the platform and with the microphone and had the back and forth that would have been a great like boo moment especially after corbin having lost two reigns right it seemed like a no-brainer yeah, to me. Yeah, everything yeah. you just said seemed like a no-brainer to me when yeah. i was watching it. i was like why did they do this yeah. you know like all those things that you just said were like easily easily yeah. done and more effective you know yeah. I, I feel like the first of all making people think after you just watched a 20 minute roman reigns match that he's going to wrestle another match later in the show yeah. was just ridiculous. Yeah. You know? And if it had been like, who's going to be his partner? And then Reigns' music hit, and then Corbin stopped them. All that would have made so much more sense. What? And it would have played into the, like, well, now at SummerSlam, he who's going to be his partner? Roman's doing stuck with Brock. Exactly. Who's going to help him? Right. And then it's like, who's going to... Who's then Dean Ambrose's music hits, <laughs> exactly. you know? I, 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 it right. seemed like very easy, very easily done stuff. And I, I agree. And you don't even bring up Ambrose. Yeah, I agree with you completely. That um, now, bad. as for Tyler Breeze, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love this too. I love them using Tyler Breeze kind of like going around like trying to find something to do <laughs> now that Fandango isn't around. Right. But at the same time, they made Seth Rollins look like such a dick <laughs> for saying no to the guy who's offering to be his tag team partner when no one else was. You know, no, right. no one else. I mean, I granted, I get that Roman Reigns walked into the picture, but then like 15 minutes later, when we find out that Roman's not in the match or however long later it was, yeah. you were like, why didn't Seth Rollins just go back to Tyler Breeze's dressing yes. room and be like, hey, bro, can you come help me out? Right. He was in his ring gear. He was ready to go. <laughs> he could have done it. I mean, come on, dude. Like, I, I just... I, I yeah. don't know. That was how I looked at it. And there were shades of uh, there were shades of the status stuff that goes on there, right? Because you know Breeze is essentially a mid Carter, if not a lower Carter. True. And so having him, but this is what happened with the B team. So I thought they were setting this up a little bit. And Rollins is great in this vignette, this vignettes backstage. He's great in the vignettes. Yeah. And so I would have liked to have seen him like go, you know, screw it. Let's see what you can do. 
and then and then see how the match played out. It would have been a lot more entertaining for the fans. Do you think that they and should they give Reyes a mini push in like, in yes. the interim Absolutely. while waiting for Fandango to come back? If you're going to give me a Mojo Raleigh mother effing push, then you better give me a Breeze a Breeze push because yeah. I think Breeze has what it takes. I enjoyed him in NXT. I hated that he got lost when he came up to the roster, but that was going to happen. That's what I fear about Velveteen Dream, brother. There is no one I fear the most and going into the main roster and having their push completely botched than Velveteen Dreams. The I'm only so saving afraid. grace for Velveteen Dreams. I don't Dream. give a shit about Ricochet. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, uh, the only saving grace for Velveteen Dream, in my opinion, yeah. is the fact that he was on Tough Enough. For some reason, yeah, that helps. the fact that he was like, Vince, there's only been like a handful of successful people to come from Tough Enough. That, right. Like, there's Miz, there's... Who was the first person that M- M- Maven? Maven, yeah, yeah, right. Um, and I feel like, but it's been Jackie. so long since someone from Tough Enough was actually successful in WWE, right? That Velveteen and, and granted, we've got I, we've got Mandy and we've got oh sure, Sonya, of course, of course, of course, but male wrestlers. Uh, right. There hasn't really been like a big time, majorly pushed male wrestler. And additionally, Vince does love characters, yeah. and Velveteen Dream is a character. He you is. know, I think Tyler Breeze is great. But I did always feel like his character in NXT was very one note. Mm-hmm. He's a mo- male model from different residencies right, everywhere. Right. And he's great in the ring, backs it up. I'm entertaining as hell. I mm-hmm. love his entrance. I love every- I'm a big Tyler Breeze fan. But at the end of the day, I felt like his character was didn't have a lot of depth. Like okay. the character itself to tell out through decades of stories, right, you know? Right. I feel like Velveteen Dream has that. You know, okay. I feel like Velveteen And also him being black also helps I think a lot for him, I hope you know. So. Yeah. I think that, you know, We've seen what Vince likes to do with characters like Goldust and yeah. stuff like that. And, and Velveteen Dream could be like a new school Goldust where he, you know, maybe won't be the, the champion, but right. he's going to be a. I think when he gets brought up, he'll be a fixture on TV that Vince, like, okay. is very hands on with, like, he was I want Elias. That. I want that. Well, oh, good. I, I want hope. that. That's what I could see. I don't I, want I the Finn Balor. I don't want him to get lost like Finn, Finn <sighs> Balor has been a little bit. So. But also, Finn Balor's the same. Well, no, he had a, more of a character. Yeah. He, he had a, he had a character, character coming from the indies. I mean, he had the crowd doing his indie stuff. That yeah. tells you something, man. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, it's, hard, it's really hard to say. I guess you're right. <laughs> I know. But I will say, I'm with you, though, with Tyler Breeze. You know, I, I think when yeah. Fandango first got injured, it was like, well, what are they going to do with Tyler Breeze? You know, right. he got lost on the main roster when he got brought up. Then he was doing spots for NXT right. on the weekend or whatever when they were doing their live event tour. So I do fear that he won't really get a good shot, but but I think he should. I yeah. mean, he's proven that he can be entertaining when you know he's in good on the mic. Vignettes. He's yeah. good in the mic. He was those those uh, uh, Brizongo files or oh whatever were hilarious. Brilliant. Was that what they were called, Brizongo files? Yeah, I think right? so. Fashion files. Fashion files. Duh. Right. Ugh, Brizongo files. Out the Fashion files. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fashion files. He puts on great matches. Yeah. He's got a good character. People like him. Um, yeah, I, I would also like. I'd rather see a Tyler Breeze push than a than a No Way Jose push. Uh, absolutely. There's way, way, way oh. more upside yes. in Tyler Breeze than there is No Way Jose. Oh, agreed. Well, speaking of the opposite of upside, downside, Rezar defeated Titus O'Neil. Who cares? Like, who cares? <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with these dudes. I don't know what. Eventually, they, you, you got to do something with these guys. What? Well, it's just authors I mean, of pain. Well, it's funny. Heyman, where are you? Well, it's funny because we talked about this last week when when Titus. I'm sorry when when Apollo beat Akam. Yeah. We were kind of like, why? What's happening here? Right. And they do the opposite effect, and you're like, well, also, but at the same time, 
Titus, you you spent the whole time on commentary putting Titus over yeah. about how great of a dad he is, how great of a human he is, individual, yeah. and then he loses uh, in like three. Yeah. The whole no one's gaining out of this authors of pain Titus worldwide thing. Um, and I remember now from watching this match, Razor is the one that I think has a future in Razor. Yeah, you think so that's the, from last won. week? You yeah. were saying yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right, Kevin Owens shows up. Has his Kevin Owens show with Braun Strowman. Tipping over the stage after Owens was talking about how uh, the Maharaja uh, Jinder Mahal is helping him, like, center himself, which is all bullshit, of course. But, like, it was a funny little – and then he sets Jinder up that he's got to fight Strowman again. Uh, and Jinder gets the win again with the countout. So Jinder is 2-0 against Braun Strowman. And as Kevin Owens said, d- derogatorily, uh, in a derogatory, in a derogatory way, he said, like, well, I mean, I, I pinned it, but I mean, you got the count. A win's a win, I guess. A win's a win. <laughs> this is another win for Jinder, but, uh, once again, Strowman, they're just putting him through this thing with, with KO. And it's very funny. Him yeah. chasing him down the aisle with the money in the bank. Uh, briefcase is very funny. What do you, what do you think about I all this? I felt stuff? like I should have seen ahead of the time when they started the segment. Oh, that he was going to push. That he was going to push it over because I, when I saw they were like in a different Fair. area, I was like, I wonder why. The, I kind of liked that they're in this new area. We didn't really see a lot of things in that area yeah. done. You know, that was more like an '80s area where yeah. like yeah. we'd see kind of like sets over on that zone. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, I think I saw on Twitter they call that area the Mean Gene Oakland area, that makes sense. which makes sense because that's where you would see that kind of stuff, right? Um, but I, really, I honestly didn't expect him just to like show up from underneath. Like, like where did he even come from? Like, he just showed up from behind the stage and lifted it again. Yeah, I'm of the camp that these these uh, stunts are great. Yeah, I love them. They make Braun they make Braun seem like a, an actual monster, yeah. Yeah. like a movie monster. Um, but I know some people don't like him. What? Nothing beats when he tore, tore the scaffolding down on top of Lesnar. Right? That was incredible, man. I love all... I'm yeah. honestly surprised they're able to keep thinking of these. Yes. And I know that Vince doesn't want that to be the only thing that is, you know, the one note to Braun Strowman that he's the guy who does all, all these right, big right. stunts and stuff. But I love it, man. Yeah. Like, especially if he's not going to be in the title scene right now, like, let him do monster shit. Absolutely. Like, I think it's great. I, I And, you know, I'm happy that... I'm also happy that the Maharaja is yeah. getting a little bit of yeah. a push. We'll see what they do with him. They're at least keeping him in the mix of other yes. important people. Agreed. He's not necessarily in the main event locker room yet, even though he's on main event sometimes. Sure. He's not like, you know, he's 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 in the mix of people still. And, yeah. and I'm worried that soon that won't be the case yeah. and he'll be in the main event locker room, but uh, but I'm happy for now that he's in, that he's in the mix. Yeah, um, yeah, agreed. <laughs> so there's a sit down interview. Hey, we just, I mean, I I didn't have enough Roman Reigns. Now we get a sit down interview with Roman Reigns, where he said he's sick and tired of people disrespecting his lifestyle and his family business, and it has to end. I do not understand what the point of this sit down interview was at all. Like, I get that it was to promote the match. I get the reason behind it. I just didn't see the point of it. Well, maybe you could change my mind on this. Well, one. here's the thing: if we hadn't had so much Roman Reigns in this episode, fair, I think it would have been great. That's absolutely a great point. I think a lot of people who watched, I saw out of a lot of the things in the show, this and the Heyman thing were two of the things people were like, "That was really good." Yeah, and I, they were both to build towards the main event of SummerSlam, obviously. But but I'm with you that it was like. We just had a 20-minute match. At this yeah. point in the show, we don't know that Roman isn't going to be wrestling in the, in the right. match against um, you know, the tag team match. Right. We don't know that at this point. So we're like, 
really? Yeah. You're giving us, you're giving us, and he's been in backstage segment. He's been in a match. He's been in a lot of things at this point. So I did initially roll my eyes when I go like, why are we doing, like, yeah. why, why, yeah. why? But I think it was well-produced. Okay. I think it did serve its purpose of like making Roman look cool. Okay. Made him look tough. It did what we were saying the beginning didn't do. The opening of the show didn't do. Fair enough. You know, I think the opening of the show was like, okay, we get it. It's your yard. Okay, we get it. This and that. We right. get it. You right. know, we get it that you weren't here and that you weren't here to defend your yard. We get all those things. Cool. This is just to get to the match to Baron Corbin. Whatever. Yeah. But I think this one did a good job of being like, look at man. F, you know, F Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I he's he's pissed me off. Yeah, you know what? I did lose to him once, but Seth Rollins... He cashed, you know, I didn't technically get pinned in that match. Yeah. The greatest Royal Rumble, I technically won that match. If you want to look back at it, yeah. I lost at WrestleMania this year. Everyone loses. A lot of people lost to Brock Lesnar. Right. Like, I did think in that sense it was like, these are all valid points. Roman so you like the content. You like I like the, the content. Okay. okay. But just maybe not after we've seen an hour of Roman Reigns yeah. already. And by the way, I don't hate Roman Reigns. I've fought, I've defended Roman Reigns on Body Slam many, many times. I don't think it's his fault. I think the guy can wrestle. I think he's a good personality. I just think the booking and the creative haven't served him well enough. But at some point, dude, you have to make that turn. And if you you have to make the most out of what you have. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so if he is over to a degree, because I've heard the fans kind of starting to turn on him in a positive way. But I don't know if a lot of reigns is the right move. Yeah. So I wonder. No, I agree with you. I think sometimes like less is more with certain people. Yeah. And I think like the reason people used to like Roman when he was still cheered right. universally, he didn't even really talk. Yeah. He didn't say he anything. He was the silent guy who mm-hmm. just said like, believe that at the end, you know, like right. we were like, yeah, we believe that, you know, <laughs> like, so yeah, I'm with you. I don't think everyone wants to see, but, 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 but at the same time, in order to be the guy who is the face of your show. Yeah. You do have to be able to be, you know, be featured in lots of segments. I remember one time when I was on Vince Russo's show back in the day. Yes, there was a time when Vince Russo and I were friendly with each other. What? <laughs> um, where we, where one time he talked about a Stone Cold. Ryan, Ryan, talk to me about Ryan. <laughs> oh God, bro, bro, bro. But we talked about an Attitude Era episode once, and you know, there was never a time, I, at least in my opinion. In the Attitude Era, when Stone Cold was the face of the show, yeah, yeah. there were times when Stone Cold was in 15 segments. Yes. 50, and you know what? You didn't really care. You didn't you care because Stone Cold. You wanted one more. You yeah. wanted 16. You same know? thing and with The Rock. Same you thing with have, The Rock. You could have 20 segments with The Rock. You know, really so, so I, you know, yes, I get, like, not, I, I, I get our complaints mm-hmm. of that being too much, but at the same time, if he's going to be the guy once Brock Lesnar leaves, even though Brock hasn't really been a fixture on the show Right. You know, and Roman Reigns has already been the guy of the show. If right. he's going to be the one carrying the show as champion, it does make sense to feature him in lots of different segments at the same time. Right. But just make him better, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good suggestion. <laughs> uh, all right. So Seth ends up losing to Dolphin Drew in a pretty uh, controversial, supposedly, I think the ref messed up here uh, type of thing. They tried to cover it. Uh, because the tag was made, but then the wrong person pinned Rollins. So I'm, I'm sure Rollins is not going to be next week. Take that off my record. Uh, it's, it was the way it was supposed to go down. He's supposed to get beat for a little bit, possibly have a chance to win. But I think, you know, I was kind of worried about this match, but then Rollins wrestled a really good match himself against two people, you know? And so I appreciated that. And then they ended up winning, of course, obviously, right at the end. So by the skin of their teeth, which I think speaks well of Rollins's push. And I just, I just have this vision of Rollins, uh, Holding that belt for a year. Yeah. 
I, I could see him. It's hold, yeah. coming, man. Yeah. You know? No, I'm with you. I think he's got a long title reign yeah. coming as well. Uh, and I think we'll eventually get Dolph and Drew splitting up or something yes. like that. Yeah. Um, but I still have the same complaint here of the copy and paste thing. Yeah. You know, at, you know the reason, and I think I mentioned this when we were talking about SmackDown last week. You know, one of the times I finally got, when I finally got over Randy Orton, it yeah. was because they put him against John Cena a year and a half in a row. Right. You know, and it's like, when I see the same match two months in a row, even if it's like a tiny little change on it, you yeah. know, I, I just start to get like, I'm just not interested. Like, what are you really going to do right. that's different in this match that I didn't see last week? You're yeah. not going to do that much different, especially on Raw. Like, yeah. it's maybe a pay-per-view, things like that. But I know watching Raw, it's going to be, for the most part, it's going to be a similar match. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's where I struggle with it. Where, yeah, it was a good match. Of course, of sure. course Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler are going to have a good match. Good point. If they had a bad match, it would be surprising. Right. You know? like, right. I would like maybe maybe more interested in watching that because it would be so surprising to like see something so out of the ordinary. Because those guys, it's so hard for those three guys to have a bad match God. in any circumstance. I would love the gutsiness of a creative <laughs> team going, we're going to do a whole match where they mess up every spot. You guys botch every Everything. other Botch, move every other move and then see how the fans react that would be brilliant do it at a house show somewhere just to try it out i feel like that's one where the creative would never do that but i could see like at a live event like oh. two wrestlers being like we're gonna do this bad on purpose but i <laughs> and then never work I, again. but at the same time maybe not yeah because yeah. you probably shouldn't do bad on purpose fired. at your job <laughs> you would get fired vince don't suffer that bullshit uh <laughs> all right b team they get new music, I, it, which feels like uh, what was the oldest uh, the uh, the cheering squad? What was the squad that was uh, out of uh, Spirit Squad? The Spirit Squad. It sounded it's, just like right? Spirit Squad. It's immediately what I thought. I was me Spirit too. Squad. I was wondering. That was just me because I didn't see a lot of people saying that on Twitter. But yeah. it was the first thing I had. My girlfriend was watching with me, yeah. and because she's the biggest Alicia Fox fan, so she oh, was boy. like watching every moment of Raw this this week with me, waiting for the main event. <laughs> um, and I right when it happened, I was like, "Oh, Spirit Squad." Oh, she doesn't know Spirit Squad. Like, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I hated the new theme song. Yeah. I liked the last theme song. Well, because you're asking the audience to get involved now. Rather than letting it be an organic thing, which is what this was, yep. you're now making the audience a part of it. The, uh, the fans like to do it for themselves, man. I'm telling you, sometimes you can get them into. No, no Shinsuke wasn't like, Chant my theme song, right? Like it happens organically. When it happens, people Finn love wasn't it. like when the lights hit, go like yeah, go this like this. Go, oh. Or, or <laughs> Angle wasn't like, tell me my I suck. You know, like <laughs> no, the, the, when they're organic, that's awesome. And yeah. so trying to like and is and like making the fans chant with you, that's Rocky Maivia stuff, and that to me bothers me because it's an, it's an insult to the fans a little bit. And the B team doesn't need it. They, yeah, well, they're it, doing great without it. Yeah, when I when I watched it, I was thinking to myself like. Making it a sports thing is like so unnecessary. The whole yeah. point was that it, it not the whole point, but but it wasn't a sports thing. Yeah. The B team was a joke. Like we're the B team. Like it was a right. joke. Like it wasn't where we needed a whole like sports and whistles yeah. and all that kind of stuff and doing a whole like yeah 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 kind of thing. Like it, right. I didn't need it, you know. And and also I was literally just texting uh, Jamie Ivy, who's my co-host on Wrestling Sheet Radio. Right. We were just texting. I would say on. Saturday. We're like, you know, it's crazy to think about it, but the B team has the best music in WWE right now. Right. Everyone was so into that theme yeah. song. People were so upset online and, about this change. They were the, so, I, know, they I saw were a lot of upset mad. people. I also, I hope there's a piece of me that hopes 
that maybe they did it because it was too good for the B team, and they were like, you know what? We're going to bank this theme song for someone cooler down the line. Because remember, like, uh, uh, CM Punk's theme, the, right. This Fire Burns, was initially Randy Orton's theme yes. like, for a short period of time. So maybe, like, maybe that song will get life down the line one day. You well, never know. Even Hogan's I'm a Real American wasn't his initially. You it know, was someone else. I didn't know I that it was until recently. It was. Yeah, it was yeah. I, I know that because I didn't know that until recently. And I tweeted, like, oh, fun fact. I just heard in this interview. And everyone was like, yeah, we've known that for 30 <laughs> years, idiot. Duh. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it was uh, Rotunda and some other guy. Barry Windham, I think. There we go, yeah, yeah, tag yeah. team. Yeah, that's right, I remember that. I'm old enough to remember that, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so you were old enough to remember when they used that? Oh, yes. Thing? And But moving it over to Hogan made all the sense in the world. Yeah. All the sense, because he had become that American icon type thing, so it really worked. And not, sh- him over standing over Mount Rushmore playing the guitar, it's everything. You should read... Uh, I should send this to you. I, I, it was right before I started here. Oh. I read this oral history on on Real American. Shut up. Not not on like Hulk, but it was the just song. on the theme song. Send me that. Oh, I will. It's so fascinating because I didn't know that it's not Rick Derringer. Derringer's name. Right, Derringer, Derringer, yeah. Derringer. It's not Rick Derringer singing the song. No. It's only him playing the guitar. And apparently, yeah. like, most people think that it's Rick Derringer singing the song because he's the only one credited. Right. So the actual guy on the song has this, like, deep-seated uh, resentment against oh, Derringer shit. for, like, kind of, like, not giving him any credit. Right. It's, it's, it's really interesting oh, that's stuff. that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, all right, so they, they fight the revival. There's no contest due to the interference from Hardy and Bray, which I actually liked. Uh, I know some people, are, uh, some of the reviews I read, they didn't like that they were messing with the match, but I liked it. I Me thought too. it was a nice twist. And you have to go, because they haven't done that before. Nope. And so having them on opposite sides, then they take out their, meet out their justice and they, they you know, did their thing over them. I think they're turning heel, and I'm excited for this to happen. Yeah, I think they're turning heel too. And as much as I. I'm a big Broken Hardy fan, yeah. you know, big Woken Matt fan. Uh, so as I don't feel like he's been properly util- properly utilized. Well, yeah, well, they can't do the vignettes that they did. But they're not gonna. They're, they're not, not going. Gonna clearly, they're not going to do no. it. They gave us their one. We got. Oh, we got right. one. Right. We got, we got the one, one. and they're the like, "Hey, lake. we yeah. did it. Move on." Yeah. You know. And so, uh, yeah, I, I also liked it. I feel like you know. We're clearly going for a multi-team tag team yes. match, which yes. SummerSlam. So of course they're going to do one of those. Probably both sides yeah. are gonna have something like that sure um so it, you know it makes sense to not uh, have you know to have the match not end clean right away or you know to have right. some sort of shenanigans that happen at the end yeah so i liked it i thought it was yeah. good it looked cool um <laughs> i love it i was like how'd they do that how'd they do that i always love when they do that it's like oh, the guys are under the ring the lights were off for a few minutes but they yeah, literally it, got up in front of you <laughs> literally yeah. uh and now we come to the moment of this recap Heyman's interview sit down interview with renee young i Listen, you can people outside of professional wrestling, and this includes my girlfriend, my current new girlfriend, who I was watching Raw this morning to catch up on everything, and she looked up, she goes, What the hell is this? She goes, Is this wrestling or soap opera? And I go, The same. And the best, the best wrestling is soap opera. Absolutely. And so him, this is some of the best acting I've ever seen anybody do in the Freaking three, four decades I've been watching professional wrestling in a vignette. This was incredible. Every time I think Heyman's hit his peak and he's done and he can't do enough, he can't possibly eclipse what he's done, he comes up with something else. This was so believable. And kudos to Renee Young for, I'm sure there are outtakes where she's busting out laughing, not at him, but at the whole idea of it. 
but kudos to him for like the tears are real. He's bloated even more than because he's, he's like, like half shaven. Yeah, half shaven. He's all red faced. My kids were with friends with his kids. I don't know. All of that. You do your job. Just do your job. I'll finish the interview. Like all of it was incredible. No, right? it was like a masterclass in wrestling acting. Yeah. You know, I mean, it really was. Uh, like you said, wrestling is best when it's part soap opera part wrestling you yeah know, when they when the two are combined and Heyman understands that more than anyone and this was so good i mean you know with you know it seeming like brock's gonna you know not be around as much uh and clearly Heyman is gonna ha- is having to do the heavy lifting yeah. for this feud on brock's side of things i mean he's he's coming through on that i mean yeah. from last week with with the whole friend thing yeah. to getting choked oh. to now it's broken him the past week and he's just <laughs> he can't even he can't even be a normal person because he's just sitting there like in a freak out mode i mean i mean it's just so good i mean yeah. this is one of those where my, my girl my girlfriend also was watching it like this is awesome like <laughs> Heyman is the best this is so funny like we were we yeah. were cracking up i mean the, even when they first said we're going to be doing a sit down with Heyman and they showed him for the first yeah. time all like like crying <laughs> and stuff you're like oh this is going to be good this is going to be one of those good segments <laughs> yeah totally get the popcorn ready um so, so yeah good. i mean honestly if it wasn't for Heyman, i would probably be oh way 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 less interested Absolutely. in this in this feud right now. Absolutely, but he has just done so good from 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 every fingerprints have been all over it. Yeah. You know, you can tell. Like I remember there was a a report from Fightful before Brock kind of came back for for SummerSlam when uh-huh. like the real push started, and it was saying that Heyman was kind of involved in the writing of uh-huh. Roman stuff. And in my mind, it was like, oh, he's already planting the seeds with this feud yeah. to help his next feud with uh, Brock for SummerSlam be even better because clearly Heyman's involved in it in the creative aspect he's of things a little God. bit. So I love knowing when Heyman is involved yeah. in the creative aspect of things, and 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 it's, it's you could see it. It's, it's why people are actually caring about yeah. Brock versus Roman this yeah, time. Yeah, actually, you had to do something different, and they really did. And it's almost like his own words. From last week or the week before came true, this whole idea, of what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. He's almost meta speaking about the promo for this match, yep. right? This matchup again between Reigns and Lesnar. And that's the other thing I didn't like about the sit down where they do call it an epic rivalry. It's not an epic rivalry. <laughs> it's not a goddamn epic rivalry. Let's get that real, real clear. <laughs> it is not an epic rivalry. I also saw a tweet that I liked online. Uh, from a former WWE creative team member, where oh. where he said, if you know, if WWE wants an Emmy, this is what they need to submit. Absolutely, not you know, mixed match challenge or WWE twenty four. People don't get that female empowerment. No, send in this Heyman yeah. promo because that shit was acting gold. Yep. Like that that shit was beautiful and you can't discount renee's questions and no. catching herself with the client thing and the way it was brilliant. produced yeah. i mean obviously all there was it. so many hands in that all not just paul Heyman, right but i mean similar to you know i'm trying to think of, like we were talking about carmella just acting wise yeah the, 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 when you can act as well you know when you, the facial expressions and you can act and you know actually get your message across the room with emotions yeah there's nothing better than it and that, i mean i loved I, that was the highlight of raw for me right. 
Uh, and speaking of acting, Ruby Riot acted in a mask and a hoodie, uh, <laughs> hiding herself from everyone. Interfered here with the next match with his Boston Hog, a Boston Hug connection. Sorry, Boston Hug. Boston that's, Hug. that's my Dukes of Hazard coming through. The, <laughs> the Boston Hug connection versus the Riot Squad. Um, a little bit of a weird ending to the match. Holding the ties, the ref doesn't see it again. But yeah. but it, I think his whole point was just to bring Ruby Riot back, which tells you how big of a star Ruby Riot has already become. That they make her. The point of this whole match happening, yeah, you to know, reveal her coming back. It was similar to where, and obviously, it wasn't as long. Mm-hmm. But when Ruby Riot came back, it was like you know she was missed these pa- this past yeah. month. You yeah. know, like I almost felt like she'd been gone for longer because you were like, oh man, where has she been? You know, right. and I know it wasn't a major injury or anything like that, but I almost feel like that five weeks off was really good for her, yeah, because it made you. It first, I mean, it one, it let Liv Morgan and Sarah kind of have a few singles matches yep. to where it's not just uh, the focus on Ruby all the right. time. Where we right. know it's Ruby Riot, it's the Riot Squad, it's her team, but I think her absence kind of let Liv and Sarah. Uh, show their bond a little more on yeah. TV. And now that like their leader is back, I liked it. I, yeah. I thought it was good. There was even a promo afterwards that was on WWE.com. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a good promo. Where, yeah, it was really good. She was talking about, you know, she was going to teach a lesson to, you know, or they were going to help, you know, ter- they were going to test the friendship of the Boston Hug connection. Again. 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 <laughs> you know, you since you brought that up, I yeah. saw that uh, Sasha and Bailey, or sorry, I saw Sasha post something on Instagram which basically said that the Boston Hug connection is going to dominate the women's tag team division. So we might be getting closer to that. We might be getting closer to the tag team belts. I mean, she was putting it out there. She was putting it out there. <laughs> I mean, I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it. We're, we we're, talked about it recently. Absolutely. I, it's, it, I, I feel like we're going to get the announcement at Evolution. Good. As opposed to, as opposed to the titles being debuted there yeah, yeah i feel like we get another stephanie announcement like look what you've done ladies right we're gonna start a tournament for the women's tag team titles let's do it on both sides that's what i would that, yeah that'd be my guess i agree i think that should absolutely happen so anyway right ruby's back I'm, I'm happy ruby's back and i think you're right like going out on top and then disappearing for five weeks and coming back you people like want you to come back yeah. right it's different when you go out and people are done with you and then you leave and then come back maybe you might get catch again but fire again, rather, and, and maybe you not, might not. With Ruby, you can tell. People are into her yeah. and love it. And she'll, she's eventually going to leave that squad behind. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just the way, it, the natural course. And she had, like, a different vibe to her almost, too. Like, a very, like, she was carrying yes. herself with more confidence. Yes. It was, it was, it, I liked it. Yep. It yeah. happens. It happens. Yeah. Alicia Fox then entered, uh, Alicia Fox up against Ronda Rousey. Here's our main event. She enters into Alexa's music for the main event. They, they cut some promos. They hype up uh, Alicia. And then. I feel bad. They, like, they, like. They did all this stuff, man. They did so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia Fox as a worthy opponent to Ronda Rousey, really which did. was smart to like make it look like someone who doesn't win a lot of matches right. is a is a, a a tough opponent for someone like Ronda Rousey. Right. So kudos to them, but they tried so hard. Like they were, you know, they even did that vignette or like the package on like her career. And yeah, it was like yeah. she beat Rosa Mendez for the women, you know, the Divas title ten right. years ago, and you're like. That was how they that, they had to dig that deep to like get to that you know like that, that was they, they were digging for that yeah. and and even when they came out and they you know they're like someone like you know you've been here for ten years and you beat this person and you beat that person and she's like yeah that's right I beat that person but you're like they didn't even let you come out to your theme song nope. They didn't even let you, yep. you. You get to main event Raw after ten years, and they didn't even let you come out to your theme song. Nope. So that part, I felt a little bad because I was like, "Man, this is also kind of her moment." Yeah. You know, but at the same time, 
you knew she was going to get her ass kicked. Exactly. It, it wasn't a, what do they call it, a smush match? It, was, it wasn't a squash match. Squash match. I always get that <laughs> confused in my head. It's not a squash match because she fought back. She had some moments. And then Ronda all of a sudden became the Incredible Hulk. I don't know what that new thing is, right? Uh, where she just kind of like, <laughs> I was like, what is this? What is this new wrinkle in the whole persona in ring? It's when she gets so, rowdy. Yeah, so that's when the rowdy so. the rowdy rises up in her, you know. <laughs> it's very it's, it's Hulk esque yeah. in a way, except you know it's not so obvious. She just goes into like this. She just becomes the Hulk in yeah. my opinion. Like the eyes go green and she just becomes no the totally. Hulk. Yeah, and it's, incredible. And it's, it's and, interesting. And I actually like it because yeah. that the, the Hulk up thing yeah. was a very like that worked. And yeah, it worked. You it know, will. it's it's something that was a fun wrestling thing that I to this day. When Hulk starts hulking up, oh, it's one man. of the greatest things. It's like, the best. Like, I, like, I should talk a lot, whatever, you know, because of, you know, the, the things right. he has said. Sure, sure, sure. At the same time, when Hulk hulks up, it's one of the best things in wrestling. Right. So, I, and it's, and it's, he's really the only one that. No one I else mean, can Shawn do Shawn Michaels kind of did it back in the day. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shawn Michaels had a little bit of it when he mm-hmm. was like getting, he was kind of like getting going and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was, but it's largely, it's, it's, it's Hulk Damn Hogan. The Hulk Damn up is, is a Hulk Hogan thing. That's right. And there's never really been like a female wrestler that I could think of that, that has utilized I agree. that. There has so been. I kind of like that Rhonda, mm-hmm. and we all know that Rhonda could beat everyone's ass. Man, most of the men on the roster, yes. at least comparable size wise, if they were, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I like when Ronda gets into the zone, you know, yeah. especially because you know she's still new; it's only her third match or whatever. Right. Um, you know, I like that like she still has like the green factor where she's getting hit up, she's getting beat up, she's getting yeah. hit a little bit, and then all of a sudden it's like I'm Ronda Rousey, <laughs> snap arms, you know. And so yeah, I'm gonna judo throw you like. Oh, you know, so I, I, I'm a, I love when she does it. Um, I, I, I did, I, I did feel a little bad for Lucha Fox. I know you said it wasn't a squash match, but I think it was only like three minutes or something. Yeah, like it, that. it, it was, was a quick, match. quick. But most times you don't even get a shot in in a squash <laughs> match, right? Like we yeah. I don't think it was a hundred percent of a squash, match, but I get why people uh, called every it. Every jobber used to get in a few yeah. shots here and all there. Right, all right, even Lombardi, he get a few shots. He could get one or two before he got <laughs> the Brooklyn destroyed. Brawler. Uh, but. Uh, what what I what I did see once again is the ferocity of Ronda, man. That can't be denied. No. It's scary. I mean, Alicia tapped out before he she even got the full armbar in, which I think was on purpose. <laughs> I think Alicia was legitimately scared. Well, she was. I mean, like, man, when Ronda, I, I don't think that Ronda was purposely trying no, to hurt no. or anything like that. But man, you, that yeah. shit looked vicious. You're in there with a rookie, <laughs> and you're in there with a ferocious rookie, someone who fought professionally for right? years too, who like. It's not the easiest thing to pull back. Yeah. You know, I mean, those judo throws look intense. Right. Her throwing her against the side of, uh, you know, out the outside, uh, that was scary as shit. And then when she threw her, she didn't give her an arc. She just flung her straight back. And I was like, oh, I think Alicia hit and was like, oh, shit. And so when <laughs> she hit the arm, and listen, I think what they're setting up here, which I think I really enjoy, is her heel turn. You can see it. The knee Rhonda? on the face. The knee on the face is a heel turn. Talking to... Alexa like that, that's a heel thing. It's not, it's gonna, it's not anytime soon, but it's coming. So all the tactics you enjoy her doing now that the crowd is, dude, she is so over. It's so shocking to me. The crowd loves her. So the things she's doing when she turns heel will make her rock level status. Can I say I hope she never turns heel? She will turn. Oh, you're insane. She's <laughs> turning heel. No way. We're only, I, I don't think the knee on the face thing. Faces I, don't do that. I feel like we are on limited time with Ronda. As much as they oh, got you her do. for okay, a two okay. year, I think she's like a two year contract, gotcha. something along those lines. But are we really going to get Ronda Rousey for like a lot? I feel like once the two years is up, she'll be a Brock Lesnar, maybe like part timer who comes okay. in for certain things. Just my gut, you okay. know, like my gut feeling, right. you know. Um, 
But Lesnar has so gone back mo- and forth. Yeah, but there's so much money in Ronda Rousey being a, a face of the com- a face right. of the women's division. I don't know. I don't see her as a heel. I guess. But if you're doing horse horsewomen versus the four ladies, you you can't have Beck. You can't have Bailey turn heel. So it has to be the four horsewomen. Shane is right. already a heel. I guess you're right. Jessamine Shane Duke is can super play can't turn face. Yeah, super can't turn face. Super can't there's turn not face. even a way. There's not even a round for her to turn face. <laughs> Maybe for a match, she can be the good versus the evil because she's less evil. But in no effing way does she ever turn uh, face. She See, can't I think, do it. No, I think we're forever going to get Shades of Grey, Roman Reigns, John Cena, with, Ronda Rousey. With Ronda? Yeah, okay. I think we'll forever okay. get Shades of Grey. Uh, because at the end of the day... You know, each wrestler is an independent revenue stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do think making Ronda Rousey a heel does put a damper in that revenue stream. Okay. You know, I do think that that makes less people want to buy her merch. And when you've invested as much as they probably did in yeah. bringing her in, they got to recoup that with all her merch money and stuff. Fair so enough. I would think, I would guess they would never do that. But at the same time, yeah, I mean... I think she's getting more of like an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. getting more of like the stone cold anti-hero. I mean, they already started it with her always like doing her like stomp to the ring, stone angry. Cold. That's so a great. That's point, how Ryan. I hope they go with okay. it. I like Stone I Cold Ronda that. Rousey. Yeah, even when Stone Cold was leading the invasion, people loved him. Yeah, even though they're booing him, they're yeah. still loving him. Absolutely, and yeah, I think that yeah. even if she does a heel thing that. here and there, because she's such a badass and scary and scary, she scares the hell out of me. Bro. I don't think that you know they're gonna you know she's pretty scary. Yeah. Believable. I don't think they would. They, they'd risk the money. The the fact, you know, the money yeah, factor of turning her. That's a fair point. I think Nia is the only one that's ever made me feel like she could take Ron. Oh yeah. Everyone else, like Alexa, kind of half is scared out of her mind. Like you can tell, <laughs> that's some really good acting. Yeah. And so, did you see the video from the live event of? Uh, it was like a tag team match where from over the weekend. Oh yeah, where she's where like she's like doing the karate yeah. moves at Ronda Rousey and, that, and throws her so butt funny. at her. Yeah, it throws was great, butt, which is hilarious. So <laughs> you can tell they're they're in on it, and hopefully it'll be a good match at SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I hope it's not a quick one. I hope she gets a, she lets Alexa get a, get some shots in, do whatever. Do you think? Well, I know we're not, we're not in the preview yeah. section yet, but do you, what's your feeling right now? It could change by the time we do the preview, but do you think? I think Alexa wins. Yeah, I you hate do. to say it. You do. I hate to say it. Well, do you think Nia comes back and interferes? Maybe. As a friend? Maybe. Yeah. Because the only thing I could think is that, well, what's a bigger deal to you? Do you think, or not bigger deal, what's more important, do you think? Do you think it's more important to have Ronda Rousey's first title win happen at Evolution? First all-women's pay-per-view main event, Ronda Rousey wins the title. Okay. Or is it better from a promoter standpoint to have Ronda Rousey win at SummerSlam, which is also a big event. You have her win at SummerSlam, and then she goes on all the shows to promote Evolution as the women's champion. That's what I've been struggling with in my head and what they do. Because it seems like like we're going to get one of the two. Well, we talked about this earlier. we got to wrap up here. But we talked about this earlier, this idea of who needs belts, who doesn't need belts. I don't think Ronda needs a belt. Strowman doesn't need a belt. Good point. Ronda doesn't need a belt. If Ronda wins it, I think she wins it at WrestleMania. I think we wait that long to see her carry the strap. In the meantime, she wins the fans over more and more with her fight and her like and the nefarious ways that people are beating her. And maybe that's where the heel turn happens, where she gets upset 
that she's. I mean, like when she flipped on Kurt and Alexa, yeah, that is a heel thing to do. Yeah. So the 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 shades are there, the seeds are there. Yeah. So I wonder, she may still be a face and win it at WrestleMania. I don't know if winning at Evolution feels right to me personally. It doesn't feel 100 percent right because all those ladies have been doing it for years, and I think they deserve the spotlight a little bit more. Ronda could put someone over, and that's her way of even getting her more in with the fans and more in with the old diehard wrestling like people who've been do- loving it for decades that she has to still pay a little bit of fealty to. I could see that happening that way. And then in WrestleMania, she's earned it by taking the hits and the losses. And so that when she wins it, everyone is appeased. And then she can be, she can go and hold it and do the Lesnar thing if she wants or whatever with the belt. But, uh, but yeah, I see what you're saying 100%. But you, I, evolution could happen. No, absolutely. but I do, I, if I were in charge, I also wouldn't have her win to WrestleMania. Okay. I would, I'm the exact same way. Yeah. I wouldn't have her lose it all, though. No, no. Just because I don't think she should be losing at all. But, but yes, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you. But I also wouldn't be putting her in title matches either. Yeah. Like, that's my I problem. I agree with that. I don't like her losing title matches so soon. Like, great. Right. You want to, like, put her in those matches where she's, um, you know, Helping to kind of like be a, a part of the show as opposed to the main focus of yeah. it. Great. Totally understand that until we get to WrestleMania, she gets more experience. Right. She gets more wins under her belt. Um, but I just don't like her in title matches losing. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know. It's a good point. It, to me, it's like it, when they brought Brock Lesnar in, and I get it. There's such a big difference between the two because Brock Lesnar was already in WWE, had experience, all that right. kind of stuff. But you don't bring some like, – like if they had hired Conor McGregor, I don't think – let's say Conor McGregor right. got signed by WWE – I don't think they'd have him losing matches to pay his dues. Right. Like, they would have him winning matches, and they Fair if they put him in a title match, I don't think they would have him lose. They'd have, I, I don't know. That's yeah. how I look at it. Okay. All right. So you think she's, you, but you think Alexa's winning? Through yeah. some could just DQ or some shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. All right, well, that's that's our breakdown of Raw here on Collider Body Slam. Thanks, everybody, for watching. You know, we love doing the show. We love getting your comments. Thanks for tweeting at all at uh, Ryan and I about uh, what you thought about the show. And some people we've brought back to Raw, which was a really nice tweet that to get. That was super cool. Yeah, that was very nice. You know, uh, I'm sorry this show wasn't maybe the best, but, you know, keep watching. <laughs> the, what summer oh, I forgot that this is the show that the guy went to. The guy tweeted us yeah. saying that we helped. We got him into go, going to his first live event in forever, and this was the show that but he went to. He probably had a good time though he probably being live at an event is great no matter what happens at the matches yeah. being around everyone else who's into it is great you're right you know? and he got to see right. Ronda Rousey I'm sure he was cheering his face off true so. props to that guy we're kind of sorry let's though. go uh, well uh, <laughs> Ryan tell us tell, tell everybody where we can ro- sign up and uh, subscribe yeah. and everything so go to prowrestlingsheet.com daily updates news stories please subscribe to us here uh, we are putting out video content all week yeah. uh, the button's just down there click it doesn't do you any harm helps us out a lot uh, please click like on the video, share it if it's something that you're interested in. Uh, spreading the word of the show really does help us out a lot. Yeah. You can also follow the site on social media. It's at Wrestling Sheet on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow him. He's at The Roca Says. I'm at Ryan Satin. Uh, and yeah, please, I mean, honestly, I, the support for the show in just the past week has yeah. been really positive i'm so so happy that so many of you guys enjoyed last week's episodes last week's recaps uh smackdown as well i really enjoyed doing the show with roca i really enjoy hearing from all of you guys so please please uh let us know uh you know what you thought about this week's show we keep the feedback coming i i make the changes uh hit up the comments let us know what you think uh, and yeah, we'll be back tomorrow for the SmackDown yeah. Live recap. Yeah, all right. This is body, a Collider Body Slam Raw recap. We will see you next week with another breakdown as we get going into SummerSlam. This episode is sponsored by Schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. 
Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Did you know you could shop around for prescription prices? With GoodRx, you can find free coupons at over 70,000 pharmacies and save up to 80%. It's that easy. But don't just take my word for it. Dr. Adam says, I've been telling all my patients about GoodRx. Jacqueline says, my medication was $65 without insurance, but I paid $25. Aubriana says, you don't have to pay full price to live your best life. Couldn't have said it better myself. GoodRx is 100% free. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 